Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. There are many market commentators who have said that the Russian economy has successfully weathered the sanctions brought on by its invasion of Ukraine better than expected. Very high oil prices have buoyed the Russian economy and mitigated some of the worst aspects of sanctions. But my next guest says that compared to other oil-dependent economies such as Saudi Arabia, Russia is faring very badly and things will get even worse as the West weans itself off dependence on Russian oil. Natalia Shapoval is the Vice President of the Kiev School of Economics in Ukraine and she joins me now live from the Ukrainian capital. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning. Natalia, can I start by saying how things are for you uh, in Ukraine and uh, amid this terrible war? Um, so my, my family and myself and the Kiev School of Economics, uh, we, we are fine. So uh, in Kiev, it is comparatively safe right, right now. Some of our people, of course, joined military forces, but uh, we are keeping up much better than the rest of the economy, I would say. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you've had a deep dive into the impact of the war on the Russian economy using uh, published data, uh, not just from the Russians themselves, but also from the IMF and the World Bank. What have you found? So the most important finding is that uh, we try to estimate uh, how much, uh, how long Russian economy can uh, maintain uh, and where there could be crisis comparable to what Ukraine is experiencing right now. And our estimates suggest that it is the end of the 2023. Um, and uh, that's long. So it now poses a critical question how to increase pressure on Russian economy or how Ukrainian economy should uh, uh, grow faster or become stronger uh, by mobilizing more or by uh, involving more partners. Because Ukrainian economy is supposed to fall this year by 30% and uh, forecast for Russia less than 10%. So while Ukraine is falling more, uh, we you know have a lot to think about. But uh, you're correct to say that uh, our conclusion is that uh, the damage to Russian economy is huge and co- correctly comparing it to Saudi Arabia, uh, while during the second quarter of this year they were growing in uh, Saudi Arabia for around 11%, Russia dropped for uh, almost 5%. And I see, so, uh, and I see that the ruble, the Russian ruble, um, it, it, it had collapsed to one hundred and thirty-eight dollars for one ruble when the war started, but it has strengthened and it's back to around sixty dollars. So that seems to suggest that the the Russian economy is somehow stabilized. It suggests uh, several things, and one is that their imports is uh, reducing uh, very fast. So, for example, during the last uh, quarter, they lost 22% of imports, which basically make it uh, looks good on paper and uh, allows them to uh, maintain the, the um, exchange rate. But also it suggests that uh, the Central Bank of Russia can apply quite draconian measures when they need to, to uh, you know, uh, avoid any negative behavior. So... Uh, it's uh, what's important uh, right now for Ukraine and from the perspective of, uh, uh, you know, the war is that Russia should be uh, getting weaker faster. So um, 
that's the big question how to achieve that and the ruble of course and many other indicators are suggesting that it's not fast enough now won't Uh, won't the russian economy improve when winter comes and things get much colder and uh, europeans want to heat their homes and they do so with the russian energy won't that, that improve the russian economy uh, it will not improve. So this estimate that uh, starting from the third quarter, Russian economy will be falling down, even with the current uh, situation on the uh, market. And uh, as of now, the prices on gas are already five uh, times higher than last year. And already now the gas is flowing uh, at around 30% of uh, what it was uh, before the war or compared comparable periods uh, last year. So Russia already cut a lot, frankly. So 10 European countries uh, already are either not uh, were cut off by the Gazprom bank uh, or uh, refused themselves uh, or like with Germany and Italy, Gazprom uh, reduced significantly. For Germany, it's 60%. And uh, for Italy, it's 15%. So Gazprom reduced uh, supplies. So um, it's, uh, uh, I think it's very unlikely that uh, Russia can uh, get uh, European countries manipulated further uh, down the road. Yeah, I, uh, I read that, um, yeah. that uh, Norway now supplies more gas to Germany, which is Europe's largest economy, than Russia for the first time. What about, the final question, what about the Ukrainian economy? You said it's down 30%. Has normal commercial activity stopped or changed and, and turned the economy into, into one which mostly supplies armed forces? Um, so Ukrainian economy is also keeping up uh, much better than anyone would expect it, frankly. So every, everything is working. Uh, of course, there is heavily damaged occupied territories and uh, regions uh, that are under uh, heavy shooting of Russia and the business cannot work normally. But the other part of the economy, which is more than half of the economy, is uh, working well. Uh, so uh, the problem is that uh, major problem basically is that Ukrainian budget expenditures are skyrocketing because of the military expenditures. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the deficit that we need to uh, finance uh, every month. And as of now, Ukraine lacks around five to seven billion dollars uh, till the end of the year to close the budget gap without uh, creating, you know, a tsunami of printing money. Well, I, I hope you get support from the international community and um, from the IMF to keep the Ukrainian economy afloat. Natalia, thank you very much. That's Natalia Shapoval, the Vice President of the Kiev School of Economics in Ukraine, live for us this morning. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.